Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. Hey! This is that story show, people. I left her some guano. <laughs> hey, podcast people, this is That Story Show, where funny real-life stories take the spotlight. It's episode 445, brought to you the week of August 17th, 2023. I am your host. My name is James Kennison, and my good friend is here. Hey, that would be me. James, you know what happens uh, if you observe a crime in the Apple Store? Mm, no. You become an eyewitness. Oh, uh, like eyewitness. iPhone, like I, like an iPhone, or <laughs> uh, that's that's bad. I'm sorry. It's all right I'll, though. I'll, we I'll love be you, John. Be we love you. We love yeah, you. Thanks. We're very excited to be doing a show today. If you like funny life stories, this is the show for you today. We're excited, but I want to give a shout out. We don't do this very often, but Connor Greer emailed me he's a young man and he said my birthday is in august and so is mine so i had an instant connection with him and he said will you give me a shout out on the show and i'm like no i won't but then it got a couple weeks later and it's now the 17th then i felt a little more gracious and i was like you know connor yeah i will give you a shout out so shout out to connor greer connor greer happy Uh, birthday happy birth month 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 because it apparently I took hope. you a month to be born. We always start with an opening story. This one's called Anxiety Accident. It's from Mandy from Denver, Colorado. My family had moved into our neighborhood a few months earlier, and we hadn't really met anyone yet besides a friendly wave now and then. Our kitchen window looks out over our next door neighbor's backyard, and I noticed a dog in their yard at times. This is important. This is important information for later. Okay. So stored away in your RAM. On our first Halloween in our neighborhood, my husband and I were taking our young kids trick-or-treating. The kids would trick-or-treat, and I'd introduce ourselves to the people on our street. That's good. That's a good idea, especially if you're a little bit, you know, introverted. I've got a bad social anxiety. There we go. And meeting new people is particularly fear-inducing. My mind races, and I stumble over my words, but I try. So... When we got to the house next door, a woman answered the door and I saw her dog laying in its crate and her husband sitting on a recliner in the living room. And I introduced myself and my family and we made small talk. And then she said, Gus would come over to the door, but he just had surgery. And I replied, oh, I've seen him in the yard. He's cute. And we left and continued (laughs) trick-or-treating. But later that night, I was playing the interaction with the neighbor lady over in my head as I do with most interactions, thanks social anxiety. But then with a sudden realization and complete mortification, I realized that Gus was not in fact the dog. Gus was her husband. <laughs> yeah, I had called him cute. Hey, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have minded. If I had been Gus sitting in the chair, you know, just and somebody some lady said I was cute, I'd be like, that's that made yeah. my day. Anyway, I can never muster the courage to face them and explain that I'm just an idiot and I thought she was talking about her dog. I wasn't calling her husband cute, is the point. Mandy from Denver, Colorado. Right. Yeah. We know right. the, we know the truth, Mandy. Yeah, we you've been stalking him. 
I've been watching that guy out in the yard. Out in the yard. Man, he's cute. around. I'm going to pretend like I'm talking about their dog. <laughs> yeah, it's a dog I was talking about. I always now, like a guy with a three-letter name, like Bud, I, Gus. Gus is a dog's name, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. What's his, what is Gus short for? Gustav? I don't know. Gustav, okay, that could yeah, that could actually that could actually work. Gustav. Gustav. I didn't know it was short for anything. Honestly, I just kind of made that up right off the top. Yeah, well, that makes sense. I mean, I've never known anybody with the name Gus. Gusterbean. Except for that mouse on Cinderella. Gus Gus. Remember oh yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that was a fat guy. <laughs> Gus Gus was a fat mo- mouse. Happy birthday. Back when it was still okay um, to make fat, silly characters yeah little characters anyway we got a new segment it's called news nuggets this comes from the ap oh didn't it though (laughs) snake in a toilet slithering visitor to arizona comes home Mm. and camps out where a homeowner least expects it to tuscan 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 what is that arizona uh, Tucson. L- Tucson. Oh, wow. Yeah, the sea is silent. That stinks for me. Yeah. Makes me look stupid. Hi. Like a scene out of a horror movie, Michelle Leprin returned to her Tucson, Arizona home to find a snake and set up camp in her toilet. I've been gone for four days and I was looking forward to using my own restroom in peace and I lifted up the lid and he was curled up. Lesbian told the Associated Press, thank God the lid was closed. The hysterical encounter happened July 15th, but Lesman has been getting messages from family, friends, and even people she went to high school with since Rattlesnake Solutions, a Phoenix-based company that removed the snake, recently posted an employee's video. The 22nd video shows the snake being pulled out of the toilet bowl and then hissing right at the camera. And I've seen this video. It's scary as crap. There'll be a link to the video in the show notes at thatstory.show. That's scary. Yeah. First of all, because it's a venomous snake. Right. And just, you know, thank God the homeowner didn't sit down on that toilet and and learn parcel tongue in a different way. <laughs> I'm part of Slytherin now. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid, I would sit on the toilet and be afraid that snakes would come up the toilet hole. You know? Yeah. I just, that was a fear of mine. And, and here this lady... Has experienced it for real. She's going to have PTSD about P-O-O-P. I don't don't know. I don't know how that works. But a woman says she fractured her ankle when she slept on a piece of prosciutto. Now she's suing. Boston. Oh, great. A woman who fractured her left ankle during a trip with her husband to the Italian Food Emporium Italy in Boston last year is blaming her injury on a piece of ham. Alice was heading into an area where food samples were distributed to customers on October 7th when she slipped on a piece of prosciutto and fell, according to a lawsuit filed Friday in Suffolk Superior Court in Boston. Alice Cohen sustained bodily injuries, a loss of enjoyment of life, pain and suffering, and incurred Mm. necessary medical expenses for medical care and attention, the lawsuit says in a Southern accent. Her medical expenses, including (laughs) a hospital visit and physical therapy, have resulted in more than $7,500 in bills, according to the court papers. That's an expensive piece of prosciutto right there. (laughs) <laughs> I like how you go Southern with a Boston, uh, Boston news report. I can't do Boston. Dude. All I, I got I'm is my Southern roots, man. That's right. That's right. You got a Boston. 
He slipped on a prosciutto at Italy. <laughs> I'm kind of aggravated with the fact that it happened at a place called Italy. Yeah, yeah. E a t a l y. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little pretentious. Yeah. Maybe they deserve it. Call stuff Italy. It's called Italy, okay. But Come also, on, if man. you stepped on a piece of prosciutto, that's on you. It's not like they scattered them around like pepperonis right. on a cheese pizza, and they were just everywhere. Well, this day and age, you know. I just love that she got a loss of enjoyment of life. Like, they've got to pay for that. I don't enjoy my life ever since I slipped on a piece of meat. I'll never be able to eat no more pascudo, never. Yeah, I don't know. Ain't none of that stuff. That's probably not a good Boston accent, especially for a female. I'm sorry. People are crazy. Well, thank you for listening to our news update. We got a couple of announcements. Hats are available. Etsy.com slash NLCast. Get them while they last because they are going fast. Sold a couple more this week. They get shipped right out to you. You get a tracking number and everything, and you will be super cool and you'll wear it. And people are wearing them and they're getting asked about the show. And it's making an yeah. opportunity for people to make friends and tell people about the podcast. Subscribe to that story show's YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at symbol that story show. We're doing stuff on TikTok. We've got a brand new TikTok channel. We're doing Ooh. reels on Instagram and Facebook. If you're old like me and you still get on Facebook, <laughs> that would be great. That would be awesome. I also want to announce a theme show. We haven't done one for a while. Today's theme, this time's theme is called Fears and Tears. And what we want is times that you have scared the crap out of somebody or had the crap scared out of you to the point that you freaked out or fell into sadness. Like, you know, like you were so scared or you made somebody else so scared that they started crying. So we want to hear your evil stories, basically. (laughs) (laughs) What did you do? What did you do? You know, answer that question and that will get on the show. We want to set a specific date. What we'll do is we'll do the show once we have enough content. So send your stuff in that story dot show. Go there. You can leave a voice message through our 800 number. You can send it in through the form as an entry for a chance to win $50, or you can do an interactive story with me by signing up at that story dot show. It's time for us to get into our featured segment today. Here we go. Let me tell y'all a story. First, a word from our sponsors. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20. All right, I had a chance to sit down the other day with Damon Sumner. He is a comedian. He is an awesome gentleman. I would love to share that with you right now. Here we go. How you doing, folks? I am here with Damon Sumner, who started doing stand-up in Atlanta, Georgia. He co-hosts the podcast, 4th and 10, and co-hosts Sum It Up with the Sumners, a podcast for millennial couples that he does with his wife, Katoya Sumner. 
I know him from his work on Drybar, but he's also been part of many comedy festivals, and he's worked for Carnival Cruise Lines, which I'm impressed with. Uh, you can hear him on Sirius XM, The Weather Channel, NPR, and more. He's the winner of Comedian of the Year in 2019, 2017 semifinalist for HBO's American Black Film Festival Comedy Wings competition. He put out an album in 2022 called I Know Who I Am. He's husband, comedian, content creator, Damon Sumner. Welcome to the show. Man, thank you so much. You make me sound good with all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did my homework. I'll take it. I'll all take right. It. No all worries. right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so honored to have you. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm just loving the background you got here, man. I got to step my game up out here. <laughs> You're doing it over there. Well, you know, when this is all you do, you got to do it. You know, you got to do it 100%. So, <laughs> so you are from the Atlanta area. Is that true? So, you know, this question, I'm going to be honest with you, James, this question is one of my favorite questions because when you hear people say, where are you from? Uh-huh. Nobody, when I talk to people who've moved around a bit, have a good answer. So I was mm-hmm. born, and I guess we'll say raised as a young man in Louisiana, okay. but I became a man, a husband, a father in Atlanta. Atlanta's home to me. So, you know. <laughs> uh, no, I feel you. Your bio says that you've been making people laugh since way before you picked up a microphone. Tell us your story. What does that mean? How did you get into being a comedian? Well, I'm the oldest of three boys, single mom. You know, uh, we we were laughing at the house. I mean, just cutting up. You know, we couldn't go anywhere. Mom was working hard, multiple jobs. So we stayed in that house. And me and my brothers, we were just laughing from if it wasn't making fun of of kids who were at school. Don't tell anybody because we can leave the house and we're watching them play outside on the playground in front of the window. It was us just staying up late and just enjoying each other's company. Plus, then you go to school and we're laughing at the recess field. I mean, I was I was the funny guy. I was not a class clown. There is a distinction. Right, right. because class clowns, I feel like, if I, if I could go there for just a second, they get on the teacher's nerves. No, I had the teachers in the palm of my hands. <laughs> so I was definitely always loving to bring joy and make people laugh, man. And just try people to have a better day. Like that really, even at an early age, I knew I was like, I enjoy this. I enjoy seeing a smile on your face, you know, because of something I said or did or whatever. Cut fast forward, graduate college, moved to Atlanta, married man, 21, not knowing what to do. I got a degree in journalism recession hits and i'm kind of like man i got a baby on the way i'm about to be a dad i don't know what to do in my life Mm. and i'm at an event with some friends and we're laughing and one of my best friends another great comic david purdue he's in the circle as well and we're just laughing and having a good time and one person says man y'all are hilarious have you ever thought about doing stand-up comedy Mm. and i'll be honest with you i had never thought about it for one reason i didn't you know a lot of times you listen to comics and their origin story starts with like their parents or somebody in their family listening to Carlin and Pryor and, you know, they're watching, you know, Letterman or Leno, whatever, back in the day. I had none of that. None of that exposure. If it wasn't TGIF or a sitcom, <laughs> I wasn't watching it, really. I remember when Kings of Comedy came out and my mom was like, we ain't watching none of that cussing up in this house. <laughs> and so stand-up comedy wasn't even really a thing to think about. But right. when they said that in Atlanta in 2009, I was like, you know what? Let's try it out. So fast forward, October 2010, me and the homie David, we signed up for an open mic in Atlanta at the Laughing Skull Lounge, and literally the rest is history. Crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> it, it, what's crazy is like, I, unfortunately, I, I don't know the person to give credit to, but man, I don't know if you ever think about like what ifs, but I wonder, honestly, what would have happened had they not asked me that question? Like, it's kind of crazy to think that question 
kind of sparked yeah. movement. Yeah. Um, now, I would like to think that I would have found it some way, but who knows? Maybe mm. I'm a, a middle school principal working with kids. Who knows? Right, right. So <laughs> you are a headliner. That's what yes. I've heard about you. Yes, so, sir. but that is comedian speak, you know? Right. So right. explain to us what a headliner is and mm. where does it start? What are you when you first start? Mm, yeah, yeah, great question. Yes, I, I'm fortunate enough, man, to be in this position I am as a headliner, being able to travel around the country, around the globe, and, and, and make people laugh. But it doesn't start there. That journey is definitely the opposite. You start at the open mics. You start by signing up at a random show where they're like, hey, if you think you're funny, put your name on this notebook piece of paper. Wait 45 minutes to seven hours. You'll do three minutes. <laughs> you'll get paid nothing. You'll probably go home sad and emotionally eat, but you can uh, be on your way to potentially calling yourself a comic. You start at open mics trying to get funny, trying to get good at the craft. You know, you work your way up without getting too much in the weeds to, you know, being a host at shows and at a comedy club and you'll move up there and then you can get to like the feature, which is like the middle act, right? In a typical comedy club sense, right? You've got the headliner doing 45 minutes to an hour, their last comic on the show. You know, the middle, the feature, they'll do in over between 20 to 30 minutes and the host may do, you know, depending on the club, 10 to 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of a standard, right? Kind of lineup. Yeah, if you will there and you just move up and you track up and man, it'll be 13 years for me um, this October. Uh, and it's been one heck of a ride, man. That is amazing. Now you mentioned, and, and I missed this when I was doing my deep dive on you, you are a father as well. Yeah, man. I'm a father of three brother. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So what are the ages? If you don't mind. My oldest, my son, Mission, he is uh, 13. He's about to be a freshman oh, this year, which is crazy. And then my two beautiful girls, Liv Eden, she is uh, almost nine. And Eva Grace, she's seven. Ah, oh, beautiful names, too. Thank Love you. that. Love that. <laughs> so, if your comedy was mm -hmm. rated by the, the, the movie the movie guys, MSR, whatever they are. Mm -hmm. uh, what what would you MSRP. rate your average comedy at? Is it PG? Is it PG thirteen? What? what yeah. you... If I've got to average it out for them to give me a rating, uh, yeah, I'll probably say like PG thirteen, PG. Yeah, I go PG thirteen on the average. I'm able to, you know, graciously, you know, go right, go left right, with it, right, right, depending on whatever you know the the context is. It didn't always start out that way. When I first started, it was pretty much just like pound for pound PG in a sense of like just content and like premises and like topics. Right. But as I've just grown and just continue to become more confident, found my voice on stage. There's things I want to talk about. I want to bring this up. I want to bring this up to the stage and kind of, you know, share my thoughts on it. Now, one one caveat, and I'm intrigued on your thoughts, whether comedy, podcasts or in general, sometimes a topic could be quote unquote clean right but it can be uncomfortable mm. you know what i mean mm. and so you know those type of topics sometimes taboo kind of button pushes topics mm. you know that can be a lot of things because people can get upset and offended quote unquote by anything i have some people getting upset by my pumpkin pie bit at times but um <laughs> yeah because there but, shouldn't be more than two orange pies at the at the bakery or at, at the, at the barbecue. You, you got it my man did a deep dive and so uh <laughs> so yeah so that's kind of just where i would lie uh for sure so how hard if it was hard at all for you to get on dry bar because i've heard dry bar are like squeaky crazy mm. clean like you mm. can't even say oh my god or anything yeah. like that 
So yeah, yeah. How, how, was that difficult? Was that second nature? Yeah. One of the biggest things for myself to answer your question was that I always wanted to, you know, at the beginning, it's not the case. But over time, when you find your voice, I wanted to make sure I was being authentically myself, man. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that on stage and off stage, I was being who I am. Now, myself and how I was raised, et cetera, et cetera. It's already a comparatively cleaner act, you know yes, what I'm saying, yes, if you will. I agree. And so when I started out writing and even how I write now, like it just naturally flows that way. So the material specifically for dry bar, I had that in the back pocket. <laughs> Getting on dry bar is a different situation. Okay. But the material and feeling comfortable to perform, you know, with their with their guidelines. I felt comfortable with that. The crowds were great. I mean they they do a fantastic job obviously to build the empire that they have. That's kind of how I got to the point where I was like, okay, yeah, I definitely can do this because I want to be authentically me and it already kind of streamlines. Well, that's important. And I, I will take that to heart as well, that uh, you want to be authentic. You were talking about people easily offended. Maybe we need a new rating system. Uh <laughs> Maybe. That may be the answer. <laughs> to say how yeah. offensive something's going to be. Well, to be honest here, we were caught off guard. I just found this out. PG-13. You could drop one F-bomb now. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, you can get one and you, you can show a butt. So, you so know. <laughs> we need to, you're right. We we need to look as a country or whatever, as a globe of switching that up a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I know our time is short, but I have to ask you this. Please. What is wrong, my friend? With the movie Friday, what do you have against the movie Friday? Why you gotta hate? I never saw it so much on <laughs> such a beloved franchise. It's beloved. I mean, listen, it is beloved, but also Baloney was beloved at a time. So you know, we all grow as people instead. Yeah, here's the thing: I, I respect the cult classic that it is. Uh, it is iconic, without a doubt. Many people probably have it in their top five movies of all time. Yeah, I would say two things. One, the first thing that I'll say is that the first two times I watched the movie, I probably was, if I'm honest, probably too young to really grasp uh, it. Okay. So I'm going to be honest here that my eyes were already tainted in that aspect. Gotcha. That's right. But then when I go back and rewatch it, I'm just like, what's, what's the plot? Like, I don't <laughs> oh, really there know. Is what <laughs> it's always on a watch it, James. <laughs> there's, there's no plot. You know, I, for me, it's a movie yeah. that you watch and it's like, ha ha. But then when you start talking about it with your friends, there's that's, lots of memes that. in there, you know, yeah. like to me, it's worth it just for bye Felicia. So just alone, <laughs> big long, all that. That's it. Yeah, you got Debo. I mean, there's some classic. Yeah. I mean, it you know elevated Chris Tucker's career. There's a lot of greatness that comes from it. I, maybe I'm gonna watch it again when I head out of town. Yeah, please give it another chance. You know, <laughs> that's definitely not PG-13. We agree on that. Oh, absolutely. No, no, no. Uh, so nope. to my listeners, go go with some uh, trepidation and some checking of your own faith and and test and prove. Uh, what was possible for you. So in 2017, you said in a speech mm. <laughs> that you would like to kidnap a Chinese baby. I don't remember that. I don't remember that speech in, at all, Jane. In, in 2017, to a group of teachers, <laughs> you, you, said, you said that when you were in China doing teaching, you were teaching English for oh, the there Disney. Oh, I remember this speech. Yeah. And this speech, it inspired so many people that they put it in a blog. 
Mm. And you said that you would love to kidnap a Chinese baby because they are so cute. I just had to know, is that still the case? I mean, you got children of your own. Are, are, you, uh, are you still in the market for a Chinese baby? This is classic <laughs> clickbait 101. I like how we just pulled that line out. <laughs> that was a why I teach speech I did my last year of teaching. I used to teach for a decade. Mm. Uh, and the answer is wow. still yes. The answer is still yes. <laughs> I got a chance to teach and do comedy over in Shanghai, China, man, which was an amazing uh, experience for myself, my wife, and my, my son when he was younger. Mm. Uh, yeah, they are some of the cutest babies Oh, man. You would just walk around and be like, I just want to just take two of y'all back to the house. I don't know how exports work. Put them in a duffel bag, man. Get get them. Come on in. I mean, this shirt is from over there. So we'll just come on together and let's keep it moving. I I would love to go. I mean, it it is my goal to go to at least one Asian country. I've been to Spain. I've been to Ireland. Mm. The Japanese culture, the Mm. Chinese culture, they just, it it is inspiring. It is. uh, It's beautiful over there. It's amazing. Let's send people to your socials you've obviously got damonsumner.com where -hmm. people can find out more about you twitter.com slash damon jr jr right Mm -hmm. so damon Mm -hmm. jr and facebook.com slash damon sumner comedy and then instagram damon jr and then number two Yes, yes, that's it. And that's where I put most of my information is specifically going to be on the website or Instagram or TikTok. TikTok and Instagram are both Damon Jr. 2, D-A-M-O-N-J-R, the number two for sure. Right. Okay. Now, not to put you on the spot too much, but do you have a funny life story, either from Mm. comedy or childhood or anything, maybe embarrassing, something you got in trouble for? I'm just wondering. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Off the top of my head, this actually happened... uh, Last year, okay. I was on the road, at, you know, hotel, living life, double tree, minding my business. I get on the elevator. It's like four floors, nothing crazy. And I'm on deck uh, floor two. And I'm like, ah, I probably got time uh, just to go ahead and pass some quick gas before I get off here. <laughs> and sure enough, yes. I hit deck three. There's one floor up. And she got on. And I'm telling she knew. She knew oh, what I had done. Right. I saw it in her face. Her countenance had fallen. And I just stood in the back. I had my head down. I was embarrassed. I was like, she caught me, caught me in the devil's playpen. And she didn't say nothing. And all I remember is I, I got off. I didn't give her no eye contact. And when I turned right to walk, I glanced back at her for a half a second. No. And I just her fanning her, her fanning her nose. I was like, oh. <laughs> Oh, goodness. She hates my guts. She hates my guts. Yeah. That's the worst. I took the stairs the rest of that weekend. Yeah, I bet you did. Oh, man. (laughs) Goodness gracious. Take away 30 seconds. That was great. That was great. And it always always is a lady. lady. Always a lady. You know, it always is. Yeah. (laughs) Gosh. Like if you ever at a restaurant or you're just out and as you know, it's either just kind of a bathroom for everyone. Right. And you're like, all right, well, you know, here we go. You go in this one stall, you come out and either it was you or the person before you. It doesn't matter. Right. But there's an aroma in there and you come out. It's just like a sweet lady. Mm-hmm. Like that wasn't me, ma'am. That's- <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> I, uh, it reminds me of the first time I had. I'm turned 50 in August. Oh my uh, goodness! And, and I've birthday. I've had to have my butt checked. You know that's not fun. But they got me in the position, which is mm-hmm. horrible, 
Horrible. It's, horrible. it's the worst thing. And they say, okay, we're going to go get the person who checks butts. And mm. so they leave the room. I'm just sitting there with my thoughts. My my <laughs> my head is, is lower than my butt. The blood mm. is rushing. The lady that walks in is gorgeous. Mm. Uh, mm. And Hot I doctor. don't know why it, wor- it hurt worse because <laughs> no. she was so fine. Mm. But, but I was like, this is not. You, I need I need a I need an eighty year old woman in here or or an old man with glasses. I, this is not how I want to be seen. I can't no. talk to girls. This is your butt checker. This is your butt checker. <laughs> <laughs> is she, she, when did she look in the mirror and be like, you know what? I could either be on Instagram full time or I could check butts. <laughs> Let me go ahead and get this money. Let me get this money. Yeah. Get that butt money. Got a point. Got a point. <laughs> well, I'd like to thank you for being on the show. It was absolutely a pleasure. I'd love to do it again sometime if you'd be up for it. 100%, brother. I appreciate you having me on. All right. Anything else you want to say to my people? Yo, laugh more. All right? We need that in life, y'all. Enjoy your life. Laugh more. Good deal. Yes. Good deal. That's what we're all about on that story show. Thank you again, and God bless you. Damon Sumner, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think, John? <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. And <laughs> and he's just down the street somewhere, you know? Yeah. Just up in Atlanta. I know exactly where the Laughing Skull place is. It's uh, over at Little Five Points, so. Yeah. That's awesome. Hilarious. That's I appreciate him coming on the show. We'd yeah. love to get your feedback, James at NLCast.com. If you like our interviews with comedians, he's a really funny guy. He's been on Dry Bar, so look him up on YouTube. It's time for us to do some listener stories. All right, this one's called Pizza Parenting from TJ Bunkall in Rexburg, Indiana. On a particularly slow night, my excitement was palatable as I received a delivery order slightly farther from our store. This time, it was a 10-minute drive south, which is about the maximum distance that we're allowed to deliver. I maneuvered my less-than-glamorous minivan onto a gravel shoulder along a farm road right in front of the designated house. John, is this your house he's talking about? No, maybe. As I walked toward the front door, a woman who had been gardening stood up and inquired about my purpose. I informed her of the delivery, all the while noticing a few kids peeking out of the window of the modest single-story farmhouse. Providing her with the recipient's name, I was met with a rather disapproving glare aimed at the kids indoors. Letting out an exasperated sigh, the woman reluctantly asked me to follow her, so I trailed behind, clutching the two pizza boxes. We headed around the back of the house where a man, who I presumed to be her husband, was working. She summoned him over, and I repeated the delivery details to him. He, too, let out a sigh, inquired about the payment, and took out his wallet settled the bill while all this transpired the mother turned her gaze toward the house hands on her hips and sternly demanded ipad now (laughs) a brief (laughs) apology followed before she explained that her 15 year old daughter had secretly ordered the pizza using her ipad Mm. without permission apparently the teenager was unaware of the intricacies of pizza ordering The two adults took the pizza boxes from me and marched inside, leaving me to make my way back to my car. As I drove away, I couldn't help but imagine the creative parenting tactics that those farmland parents might have employed. Maybe they sat their kids down and made them watch as they savored the pizza before them. Yes. It certainly reminded me of something my own mom might have done. Hope this story brought a smile and don't forget to tip your delivery drivers. We earn less than minimum wage and rely on the tips to make our ends meet. 
and, you know, actually survive. TJ Bunkhall from Rexburg, Indiana. Thank you so much for your story, TJ. Yes, that was great. And thanks for that tip about tips, because I didn't know that drivers made less than minimum wage. Yeah, man, they can't even pay for their gas unless they get tips. Yeah, that's a stinker. When I order a pizza, I'll add the tip in advance. That way, the drivers are fighting over who gets to bring the pizza to my house. I love tipping, but I believe you tip for fast service. And if the tip doesn't modify the service I'm receiving, I don't tip. I'm the same way with haircuts, with foot massages, with Mm. the ladies that I talk to on the side of the road sometimes. Um, (laughs) So anyway, go ahead and read your story, John, before I get in trouble. This here story is a daunting date. Comes with some Molly Wilton. I'm on a date watching this seriously terrifying movie. And just a heads up, I'm not a fan of horror flicks. Things are going relatively okay until the absolute worst scene hits. And I practically jump out of my skin. I'm so spooked that I'm seriously considering averting my eyes. So I decide to make a quick bathroom escape. As I'm getting up, I turn to my date and I blurt out, wow, that was terrifying. It seems like a good time to go hit the bathroom. My brain still a bit scrambled from the fright. And before I know it, these words slip out. That scared the crap out of me. He glances at me, a mix of amusement and concern in his eyes. All he does is let out a chuckle. But there's this undeniable aura of awkwardness. Internally, I'm thinking, did I seriously just tell this guy I need to use a bathroom because I had a pants mishap? (laughs) I like that, by the way. Even though that uh, this is not the case at all. To this day, I can't help but cringe at that memory. I guess I learned not to overshare, especially on the first date. (laughs) wonder if there was a second one after that. <laughs> Sorry for that uh, mishap, Molly. Yeah. Otherwise, she might have said my current boyfriend or my husband. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there was a second date. When you basically say, "Wow, this is a good time to go to the bathroom," that scared the crap out of me. I'm, I'm thinking yeah. you're now a dirty lady. <laughs> so, Had a pants mishap. A pants mishap. That's a nice. The way chat of room says it. we need a sticker of that. By the way, so <laughs> get on that. <laughs> I a, we got pants mishap stickers in the store. It's the G, oh. G-rated version of crap in your pants. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pants mishap. I could see presidents using that as a defense too. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it was just a pants mishap. I didn't do anything. All right, uh, this is called Dense Dance uh, from Eric Wooten. Around the age of fifteen, I was part of a homeschool co-op that decided to celebrate the end of the semester with a fall formal. Now, as someone who had never experienced a prom or any similar event due to homeschooling, I was pretty stoked. In a true display of my homeschool background, I took a rather unconventional approach. I attended the formal with my younger brother and my mom. (laughs) Well, Well, you know, it's kind of probably a lot more people doing that at a homeschool co-op, you know. (laughs) Still hilarious. (laughs) You took your mom. Anyway, we arrived at the venue, walked inside, and immediately I was hit with the desire to hold my mother close and dance the night away. I'm just kidding. That's not what it says. (laughs) (laughs) Stay at the night to music. (laughs) We arrived at the venue, walked inside, and immediately I was hit with the sights and sounds of the dance floor in full swing. But let's face it, being a shy 15-year-old, there was no way I was going to muster up the courage to dance or even, God forbid, ask a girl to dance with me. 
So I ended up mostly hanging out on the balcony with some buddies and occasionally striking up conversations with a girl or two. Then it happened. The most stunning girl my 15-year-old eyes had ever seen casually strolled up to the balcony and we started chatting. Our conversation flowed for what felt like ages. At one point, she even introduced me to her parents. And yes, I even shook her father's hand. (laughs) Now, here's where my lack of social awareness comes into play. I'm pretty oblivious to cues most of the time. So picture this. Me and this absolutely beautiful girl are standing side by side on the balcony, gazing out at the moonlit golf course. Back in the room, the music shifted. As a new song began to play and the girl glanced back at the dance floor, then turned her attention to me, locking eyes. She said, I love this song. Looking back now, I can almost imagine the Cinderella moment she must have been living, her dream coming true. And then, well, I blew it. I replied with something like, oh, well, you can totally go dance if you want to. And (laughs) you guessed it. Total face Mm -hmm. palm. After that night, I never saw her again. (gasps) The worst part, I didn't even realize I had fumbled the whole thing until a few years ago when I had one of those middle-of-the-night cold sweat realizations. Talk about dropping the ball. My life could have been completely different if I had only grasped life by the hand and said, let's dance, Cinderella. Let's dance. Man. Eric. Is that a funny story or a sad story? I can't decide. It's... It's it well. It's funny for somebody else. <laughs> I feel I can relate to this guy because yeah, clues went over my head all the time, and so and it would be like days later. I'm like, wait, I I think she was interested in me. Yeah. Oh, how do I find her again? Yes. It, it just uh. Well, that's like when I met my wife. I met her at a McDonald's, and she gave me a ride home. I I, I liked her a lot. I thought she was really cute. She she was interesting. But I never got her number. Never did. Ah, I told my kids yeah, the story like the other day. Back in those days. Yeah. They were asking, you didn't even get her Insta? I'm like, there was no Insta back then, you morons. <laughs> there was nothing. There was no social media. There was no way to look her up. I said, I had to call like eight different people. And Jen was in a totally different social class than me. She was a really ah. smart person. I was calling all kinds of nerds. Trying people that had studied with her, people that only knew her through a science project, and people I'd never talked to in my life finally got her number. He was going CSI on this dude. Trying to find this girl. <laughs> it, was, it was terrible. Hey, you're a nerd, right? Yeah, do you know, know Jen? Girl. Her <laughs> the, name is Jen, the future valedictorian of your senior class. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> anyway. Thanks for everybody for sending their stories in. But now it's time for us to decide about a contest winner. Oh, yeah. Ooh, it's got its own music. Yeah. I like it. All right. There's a lot of great stories. I really like the one we just read. Dense Dance was great. Yeah. Daunting Date with, what is it? Our new pants mishap. Mo- pants mishap. <laughs> yep. Molly Molly's Pants Mishap. Great uh, show title or band name, as you mentioned. And then we had that great one from TJ. Yeah. Yeah. Pizza parenting. I wonder if the 15-year-old from TJ's story ever met up with 15-year-old Eric. Maybe she was the beautiful girl. Yeah. And (laughs) She couldn't get in contact with him because she didn't have her iPad anymore. (laughs) And her karma was, you know, she ordered the pizza, but she missed out on the love of her life. That's right. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Was it worth it? Was it worth it? 
But then Boy, Mandy's story, anxiety accident, is uh, mm. a fave just because of the embarrassment factor. Yeah. And the fact that she still hasn't figured <laughs> out how to fix it. I wonder if she's talked to her net neighbor yet, you know? Yeah. You just kind of kind of ride by and you blush. And it just settles in the fact that she thinks I'm cute because you're actually just embarrassed, but it comes off like you're being coy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. I was talking about your dog. She's probably written a story many times in a letter and meant to send it. Your dog is so cute. I just want to let you know. Like me? Ah! No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? She should start calling the dog Gus. That's that's uh, your, that's, that's your true. Way, hey, Gussie Poo. You are so cute, Gus. Maybe You're that's what Gus adorable. is short for. After all, is Gussie Poo. Somebody needs to look that up and tell us what is Gus short. Yeah. All right. So, John, I don't know about you, but my vote anyway is Anxiety Accident by Mandy from Denver, Colorado. Ah, well, you know what? I'm going to back you up on that. Even though the daunting date was, all of them were good. They're so good. Yeah. It's hard to pick one. Yeah, it is. But I relate very closely to that anxiety Mandy had. So, Mandy, you get my vote too. Mandy from Denver, Colorado, you are this week's $50 winner whoops all right all right ladies and gentlemen it's time for us to talk about our patrons just a little bit you can support us if you'd like to you get ad free listening you get stickers and stuff depending on the level and weekly bonus content every single week john and i record just a little extra just a few more stories and put them up there at patreon.com slash that story show you'll get your own custom rss feed well, you will get ad-free listening and bonus content automatically delivered to your device. Jamie Good became a $10 patron. We'd like to thank him very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. We love you so much. If you're more of a one-time donation person, then buy us a lemon at nlcast.com slash lemon. Lemons, lemons. Yeah. If you, you know, the meme. If you like lemons, buy us a lemon. Surely you have a funny life story. Do you want to hear it on the show? Submit your story at thatstory.show where you can find links to our Twitter, our Instagram, our Facebook, our Discord, our TikTok, everything. And if you love the show, spread that love by leaving a review in iTunes. Special thanks to our producers, James Spangler, Carrie Wright, and Christopher Tynan. And remember, if something weird, painful, or embarrassing happens to you, don't get stressed, don't get depressed, just think, hey. This belongs on that story show. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, John. Thanks, James. Yeah. Oh, by the way, one of our uh, chat room folks, Infinity Tech, uh, Infinity Tech, says per Wikipedia, Gus is a masculine name often diminutive for Angus, August, Augustine, Augustus, and other names. Awesome. Uh, that I can't pronounce. Well, there we and go. Gustav is one of them. Gustav. Gustav. Awesome. Yep. Thanks for the well, info, on. chat room. You can join us every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central Time on our Discord server. For more information, thatstory.show, click on community, and you can join. It'll be awesome. You will join a great group of very awesome young men and women. We'll see you guys. some of them are old, too. Well, my name is Gus, and I sleep around, not the way that sounds. I just got to the ground, I lay on my back, because I got surgery, and that's all. (laughs) Didn't get time to rhyme anything. 
This show is part of the Nobody's Listening podcast community. Get more at nlcast.com.